Hey everyone, this is Kevin Goatee from Amazon's Comics Watching Comics. You're listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travis Dave. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome to another episode of this freaking show. It is the weekly podcast with a little bit of something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast that is brought to you by Audible.com. If you're like me and you love stories, but not a huge fan of reading them yourself, Audible.com is the best place for you to go because they have thousands of titles available for you to hear, just to listen to. No reading whatsoever involved. And as a gift from this freaking show to you guys, if you just go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet, that's F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, you get a 30-day free trial of Audible. Bonus on top of that, you also get a token, and that token is going to be used to buy your first book. So for 30 days, you can pick a free book out, and you can give a chance to listen to it. And it's all free just by going to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet. And uh, start your Audible trial today. This freaking show is also brought to you by WeArtAdvertised.com. If you want a high-quality knit tie for the low price of just $15, head on over to WeArtAdvertised.com today and pick one up. If you use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, you'll even get free shipping on your order. That's right, a high-quality knit tie for just $15 in your hands with the discount code FREAKIN. Head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com today. Joey, we discussed uh, in previous uh, episodes here how you recently just moved to a new place. I did. How how big was that box of ties that you had to move? <laughs> yeah, it was big. Pretty right. big box of ties. I, mean, I'd, I, uh, imagine, like... I actually, I'd measure it in, in uh, it's about five pounds of ties. Man. I can imagine like this box and it's like, it like literally like marked fragile along the side of it. And each tie is like wrapped in like bubble wrap and newspaper. Cause I know how much you cherish your ties. I do love my ties. You are. And you know what? They suit you. You are a tie guy. Thank you. Yeah. They, they work for you. I can't wear ties, man. You saw me wear a tie at your wedding. It looked like someone wrapped a little ribbon around a balloon. It was fucked up. <laughs> I, I thought you looked good in it. Well, I mean, I, I know I look good. It just looked weird. Like, like I was like an oversized uh, mannequin. Or not mannequin. What's those little things that people put on their laps and talk? Like oh, ventriloquist trilo- dummy? Ventriloquist dummy? Yeah. yeah. That's what I looked like. If someone just drew some lines straight down my mouth to my chin, you could sit me <laughs> on your lap, man. It was goofy. Oh. I crushed it. Not going to lie. That's funny. Weird thing is, too, speaking of crushing it, and I don't want to keep putting myself over on the podcast, but, uh, you know, I've got a lot of interesting compliments about my new haircut. Oh, I don't think I've like, seen it yet. It basically, it looks like every haircut I've ever gotten. But I went with uh, I went with the beard slightly trimmed uh, shorter than normal. And uh, the the uh, the girl I go to cuts my hair. Uh, shout out to Kelly at um, 
stay was it stay beautiful? I can't remember. I have to look it up. But Kelly, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but shout out to Kelly who cuts my hair. Uh, she also sponsored my uh, fucking softball team a few years back. So shout out to Kelly in general. So when she cut my uh, beard shorter, she trimmed the sides down a little bit shorter too. And when I looked at it first, I'm like, mm, I don't know. It's almost like an outgrown mushroom cut in my mind. She's like, no, it looks fine. Honestly, it just looks different to you because it is different. I'm like, whatever. So I started to, you know, adapt to it. I'm like, you know, it does look pretty fucking good. And, you know, I'm out there, you know, just fucking taking selfies of myself on the deck like a normal 30-year-old. And uh, yeah, I get these messages, I get these snap response, like, you get a haircut? I'm like, of course it is. Like, it looks good. I'm like, I know, right? It's like, damn. So shout nice. out to Kelly and shout out to my awesome new fucking haircut. Crushing is that your, uh, <clears throat> not to interrupt you, I apologize. Uh, stealing, stealing your uh, your catchphrase. Um, <laughs> is that what is is this your new haircut in your uh, profile picture on Facebook? It is. It's, it it is. does look good. Sharp, sharp haircut. Right? right. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit shorter than normal. And uh, I was like, you know, what? let's go short in the beard because hopefully the beard grows back, and of course it will. Yeah. I'm like, I was, I was kind of happy with it. I think I'll keep the beard a little bit longer though in the future. But um, I liked it. I, I'm, yeah. I'm very, I'm very happy with it, and I like how people. Uh, React to it. I was like, hey, that's a good haircut. That's a nice haircut. Wow, your haircut's really short, but you know, it works for you. Yeah. I'm like, thanks. Calm down. Your husband will see. <laughs> it gives you a it gives you a nice uh a, a more defined jawline. Right? Uh, which complements the uh the weight you've lost. Yeah, and that was my weirdest thing. I was like, you know what? I know I know I've lost some weight and I don't know what it looks like underneath the beard. So let's trim it back and uh check it out. And yeah. Even Kelly said it, and I know she said it in a positive way, or at least she intended to say it in a positive way. She's like, there's less chins down there. And I'm like, thanks. <laughs> that's what that's, I was going uh, That's why I, I I grow my beard out so much, is because I know <laughs> if I shave it off, I'm going to have to confront the reality of the multiple chins. <laughs> but that's the gloriousness of a beard, man. It's like you just hide shame. I'm happy with it, you know? Chins, extra food, acne if you right. still got it. Right. Mm-hmm. Shame on yeah, those people. Who think, eczema, I think. Right. Shame on the people who think beards aren't good. Shame on them. <laughs> uh, I agree. Yeah. But Joey, how how you doing? You doing good? Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. Surviving the heat. Right. You how know? fucked up is it? Now, do you do you got AOS, uh, AC at your uh, new place? Because you didn't have it at the old place. We do. Yeah. Very lucky. We uh, there's a huge wall unit in our uh, dining awesome. room. Yeah, came with the place, which is even better. Right. Well, when you leave, you take it with you. I think well, that's yeah. the trick. It's very. I'm pretty sure you're supposed to take it with you. It's like a gift, really. It's kind of like a like a basket of bananas. Right. Well, I I trade you uh, fourteen hundred a month for as long as I choose to live in the place. Mm-hmm. You give me a place to live and an air conditioner. I think that sounds about right. Holy shit! Is your rent really fourteen a month? It really is. Oh, dude. And that's cheap. That's Chicago, man. That is nuts. I <laughs> Man, I, you can get two apartments in Piatone for that. Yep. Man, yep. is it is it nice, though? It's like, wonderful. When, like, when you walk in, you're like, you know what? This is worth it. Yeah. It it feels like uh, an actual like adult apartment, uh, <laughs> which I've never felt before. I've never walked into a place and been like, I'm an adult now. Right, uh, you just walk in like you know what that wall looks like a shed of a shelf full of knickknacks. Right, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel here. Uh, the other, the other really great thing is it's uh, it's only a twenty minute drive to where I work, 
and it's only a 20 minute uh train commute uh to where my wife works so which it's worth it in the end for that you know you're not wasting as much gas and everything which that's another weird thing when it comes to chicago is like you could drive you know 10 15 miles but the time it takes to get there is ridiculous and you're burning through gas just you know sitting there waiting just to move an extra mile and a half or so Mm -hmm. yeah we were we were filling up uh, i think we have about a 20 gallon tank and we were filling up two three times a week sometimes wow and uh, now we're about uh, about once a week um maybe once every week and a half so that even that's a huge difference you know nice Nice. Well, we spoke last week about uh, cult classic movies. We did. Um, and uh, how appalled you are for the fact that I don't like certain movies that should be liked by normal people. Shocked, really. <laughs> right? So so we're definitely going to take the time in this episode to kind of, uh, I guess, reminisce about past movies that are considered, I guess, as I Googled, cult classics. And... Uh, I just want your little feedback on how you, how you believe that they are worthy of being called cult classics. And I'm going to tell you how I would rank them. We're going to kind of do like a an awkward flicks theme to this entire episode where I'm going to rank them on a scale of five. And then you can either tell me if you agree with that rating or you can tell me you disagree. I'll tell you why I believe it's that, which is going to come down to it's just not entertaining. And then you're just going to come back with was entertained because of this, that, and the other thing. Sure. Right. Really simple. Real fun. Um. I'm wondering if I did actually watch like a movie I could uh, awkward flicks about. To, uh, you know, I can't. I could talk about a movie I watched. Uh, I could do an awkward flicks later on in the episode uh, for something that, you know, I got to sit and enjoy with my father last weekend. So a lot of fun. Oh, and nice. We'll do that movie towards the end of the day or towards the end of this episode. But if you're ready, um, I'd like to uh, go ahead and dive into this list. Yeah, go ahead. Perfect. Um, the biggest one, which is the. Um, the running joke, as you will, for uh, all cosplayer interviews I do. And we're really going to start out with The Princess Bride. Because I really I really want you to give me some insight on the key points of why this movie is as great as everyone says. Now, <clears throat> I got the memes and everything where it's like, I want to watch a love story, Princess Brides. I want to watch an action movie, Princess Brides. I want to watch a vengeful movie, Princess, and so on and so forth and all that. And I get, I get how... In some people's minds, Princess Bride has everything. But how the fuck can a movie have everything and yet nothing at the same time? So, Joey, I think I gave you, like, I think I jokingly gave you a rating of, like, half a star out of five or something. But (laughs) I think you're right. But what I did was I went back and I watched The Princess Bride again. Dang. I I did. I did. I really wanted to give a realistic uh, view on how I feel about it and everything and give a true out of five uh, rating for it. Now it's not high. I'm still only going to give it two out of five. Well, that's Uh, better than before. It is. It's definitely better before, but I'm just, the only thing that really drew me in was uh, Andre, the giant's um, character Mm -hmm. and some of the fight scene on top of the mountain. Now I like those. Now, the one thing I definitely didn't like, and I hear a lot of people like this scene, is the scene where the old bald dude is sitting there with the cups, mm-hmm. and one has poison and then all this other stuff. Not a huge fan of that scene. Um, not a huge fan of the Montoya, uh, Montoya quote about, you killed my father, prepare to die. I think it got repetitive and fucking boring. So, Joey, 
I'm giving it a two out of five. Now, do you agree with my rating? Uh, if you do, we could just move on. If you don't, I want you to tell me what the true high points of this movie is and what I should consider to be the reason this is higher than a two. Mm-hmm. I, I do not agree. I do think it should be higher. I, I don't know that I'd give it a perfect five. Um, some days I think I would, but today I'll try and be a little bit more realistic, a little bit more objective and say, I think it's really maybe a four, four and a half out of five. Um, I think, uh, you, you've named a a couple of things that really make it great. Andre the giant is tremendous in the movie Mm -hmm. and the, uh, the scene it's actually called the, the chatty, uh, duelists is one of the most iconic sword fighting scenes in all of cinema history. Um, it's it's just it's truly a, a a feat that they were able to pull off pull that off so well, um, but I think the the other pieces of it are the fact that it's um, it's so it's so eminently quotable. I mean, there are so many lines in the movie that I actually use, um, if not on a daily basis, at least a weekly basis. Uh, I'm referencing this film with with different quotes um, from it. Okay, well, um, let me stop. Let me stop you there. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Could you give me? five very the five most used quotes from the movie could you name five of them off the top of your head uh <clears throat> excuse me that thing caught my throat for a second there uh as, as you five? wish um, as, no. as you wish <laughs> a little fun as you wish i use that uh with my wife and that's a princess uh we're, we're, yeah, we're, it's we're in the in the beginning of the movie when when uh, that's how Princess Buttercup realizes that Wesley is in love with her is that instead of saying I love you he says as you wish uh, no matter how ridiculous her request is he says as you wish and then does it okay okay um, so as you wish uh, uh, you've committed one of the two classic blunders the first of which is never start a land war in Asia. I reference that uh, on Geekcast Live at least uh, at least once a month, um, probably four or five times a season. Uh, that one comes up, um, and then I usually do the the laugh that he does there with the the right before he dies. We gotta do the laugh, um, man. Uh, Vicini. I gotta do the laugh. You have to do the laugh. I gotta I gotta I gotta get into character real quick. Yeah, get that phlegm on your throat. You've committed one of the two classic blunders, the first of which is never start a land war in Asia. But uh, never go, what is it? Never go into a battle of wits with a Thethelian when death is on the line. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Makes me laugh every time. I love it so much. It's better when you do it. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Uh, when they're doing, they're, they're in the, they're in the ship and they're, they're traveling and, um, uh, Inigo Montoya is trying to cheer up, um, Andre the Giant's character, whose name is, is slipping my mind right now. Uh, but he, they do the rhyming game and I love the, uh, um, shut up now. I mean it. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) So I, I, anybody want a peanut all the time. Um, that's three. Uh, trying to think. Fourth one is, uh, oh, when when Wesley knocks Andre the Giant uh, unconscious, and he says, uh, "In the meantime, rest well and dream of large women." I use that one a lot. Um, uh, usually when people are are getting a little bit too in their cups and and they want to pass out. 
Uh, that's when I'll use that one. Excellent. Uh, and then, um, oh, a fifth one. Um, I do use the. I, I love the. I, I love the the. Um, Hello, my name is Indigo Montoya. You kill my father. Prepare to die. Um, that's I, I. I really enjoy that. I understand that it does get repetitive, and if you're not into it, then I, I can I can understand that. Um, but I really like it, and I really like the the passion that uh, Mandy Patinkin uh, brings to the role. I also love that his name is Mandy Patinkin, mm-hmm. um, which might be part of why I like the character so much because it's such a dumb name um, in the real world, like. How is Inigo Montoya a more realistic name than the name of the actual actor playing him is a question I have quite often. Um, but when when they were filming that scene, uh, especially at the end when he when he spoiler alert for a like 30 year old movie, uh, when he kills the six fingered man, um, he his father had just died of cancer six months prior to filming that scene. And so when he was delivering that line and he, he actually gets to the point, he says, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. Um, he actually, like in his mind, was fighting back against cancer who actually killed his father. And because of the, the magic of acting and the magic of fantasy, for just a moment there, he felt as though his father was actually still alive and still with him while he's delivering the fatal blow to the six-fingered man. And I just, I think the combination of that story and the combination of the movie and the way it's delivered, just it, it makes me emotional and, and I remember it every time I think about that line. Gotcha. So those would be my top five. Would you like to, would you like to know what my favorite quote from the movie is? Sure. I'll use small words so that you'll be sure to understand, you warthog face buffoon. Yes. I can't believe I've, yes, that one's excellent. I also love, uh, you've been mostly dead all day. <laughs> um, or when, uh, when, when Miracle Max, there are Miracle Maxes and he, you know, uh, hampadink, 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 <laughs> cracks me up. Uh, have fun storming the castle. Think they've got a chance? No. <laughs> Just, I don't know. Okay. So I gave it a two out of five. Where, where would you put it on that scale of five then? I would, I, I would, it's for me a four, I think. Four and a half, actually. Four and a half? It's a four and a half. Okay. So I love, love the movie. I love the fi- high fantasy setting, and I love the just, I don't know. I've had a lot of enjoyment quoting it with people. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Now, throw your film producer hat on. You ready for this? Yeah. Remake, yes or no? Uh, No. No. Okay. Cool. All right, you ready for the next one? Mm-hmm. Hey, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a, it's like a one at best. Dang. And the only reason I, I like is the insulting knight from the top of the castle. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, I, I, I hate the whole scene with him cutting the knight into pieces, and everything else. So one at best. What say you, Joe? I, I also disagree with this. I don't know that I would rate this movie as high as other people would rate it. Um, but I, I think it's a comedy classic. And I think that it's it's a movie that if it weren't made, there's a lot of other movies that wouldn't be as good. Okay. Um, yeah. 
So I enjoy it. I like I like the uh, the direction they took it. They took it in a completely different opposite direction from how they normally do uh, King Arthur stories. Um, I like the way the different uh, knights are played. I love uh, I love the way that they play with like you know the brave brave Sir Robin is actually a coward and you know um, Sir um, why can't I remember his name with a G. Uh, the chase, whoever is Gilgalad, the chase, or whatever his name is. Okay. Um, hold on a second. I think I'm getting what? Galahad. Galahad. Had some help from Maddie. Lady either. Science. Thank you, Lady <laughs> Science. Thank you. Uh, Sir Galahad, the chase. I love. I love the scene um, with him in in the in the tower with all those women. Um, and I think it's hilarious that it gets pulled away at the last second. And and I also just it helps that I love um, Sir Michael Palin in that role. Um, he's he's one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite of the Pythons, and he just he he has this innocence to him that he, by all rights he should not have um, because of the the people that he hangs out with. But um, I also love the uh, uh, the logic thing. The uh, um, how do you know she's a witch? <laughs> You know, well, if she weighs as much as a du- as a duck, she should float in water. Like, just <laughs> you know, chef kiss, beautiful. Um, so I don't know. And then I love, I love at the very end when you find out that uh, it's actually like a movie within a movie, and they've been, you know, they the police have been tracking them down for a murder the whole time. Just, I don't know. That blew my mind the first time I saw it, and I, I've loved it ever since. I got you. So where where would you rate this at? I would I would give it a three. A three? Okay. And uh, remake, yes or no? I don't know if it's possible. So I'm going to say no. <laughs> okay. All right. This one um, is a little bit different. Uh, I don't know if this will be a blow of your way kind of thing, because I don't know how you feel about this movie. But um, I will say, as a kind of a little um, asterisk at the bottom, Used to love the movie when I was younger. Grew up, not anymore so much. Uh, the Wizard of Oz. Mm, okay. So, uh, as a kid, it's kind of fun to see, like, you know, the whole fantasy and Wonderland shit and all that stuff. It's almost like an alternative to Alice in Wonderland. Um, that's how I saw it when I was younger. Now, as I grew up, I realized that the movie kind of dragged on way longer than it needed to. Um, and it just really couldn't keep my interest too much anymore. Like the beginning before, like from the, from the very beginning up until she ended up in a tornado that went on way too fucking long. Mm-hmm. Didn't need, didn't need all that in there, especially her falling into the pigs and all that stuff. Didn't need to happen. I get that. They're trying to introduce the concept of, you know, the farmers and family portraying the actual characters of Wither of Oz. I get it, but it could be done in a, in a quicker way. Um, I also wasn't a big fan of like how long the movie took with them, like going down the yellow brick road and shit like that. Um, and also I'm not a huge, like I got, I got, I can't say it. I, I like movies that are similar to musicals like Sweeney Todd, um, rock of ages and stuff like that. For some reason, when it came to wizard of Oz, uh, the somewhere over the rainbow scene, I wasn't a huge fan of, um, mm-hmm. I think it may be just the song and how quiet and how slow it is and stuff like that, which I get it. That, that song is the movie for, for me. I wasn't a big fan of it. Uh, they could play it like while she's sad or some point. It doesn't matter. Um, 
I think uh, the whole Oz part was it kind of dragged on a little bit longer than I expected. But overall, I, I still I still believe it is a good movie. It's just not like cult classic, not up there like people believe it to be. I, for me, it's around a three out of five. I think that's fair. I've it's a movie I've never really liked. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I appreciate it for what it is. It it was one of the first movies to um to use color the way that it did. Um you know, they they were doing some stuff that, that that was cutting edge for the time, but I don't I don't think I'd consider it a cult classic. Um You wanna you Joey, how do you do you ever find yourself to have enough time to listen to podcasts and stuff like that like forty five minutes? Sometimes. Okay. Um, take a note here, okay? There's a okay. podcast. It's called The Dark Side Of. It's through the Podcast Network. They just okay. released an episode today. So they basically did this long series um, of uh, The Dark Side of Hollywood. Um, and today they did The Wizard of Oz and uh, Judy Garland and all that. And this is the last one in the series, so they move on to the next series. And I think it's like music. Listen to the Dark Side of episode about Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz because they tell you about all the fucked up shit that happened during that movie. And I believe that. It is I mean, be, between the director who was a Nazi sympathizer, um, the barbiturates and shit that they shoved down Judy Garland's throat. Um, Jesus. The fact that uh, they had her wear a garter because she's supposed to portray a twelve-year-old girl, and it's supposed to like compress her boobs down. The oh fact that they had two different actors to be the Tin Man because the first one got lead poisoning from the paint. Uh, the Jeez. fact that the Wicked Witch of the West uh, caught on fire. You know this part where she smokes and vanishes out of uh, uh-huh. Nazi-land? Well, there's supposed to be a trap door that she was, she was supposed to fall through, and the door didn't go. And she had like this uh, metallic paint for her skin, which when the movie was over, her skin stayed green for two weeks after filming. Uh, but the, it was flammable. So it caught her face. And she so she was in the hospital for six weeks. So they waited for her to get out so she could do all her speaking lines. And everything in between was actually a stunt double. Uh, so much shit. And then they, they talk about how like Judy Garland, even after the Wizard of Oz and all the drug use that they, you know, forced her to do to keep weight down and the uppers to keep her going and the downers to help her sleep and all this shit dragged on through her life, which unfortunately inevitably caused her to overdose at the age of 47 um, and pass away. But Jeez, I didn't know any of that. Yeah, check it out because it, it it's it's sad when you listen to it. But I mean, like I I love like I love the podcast network. All their all their podcasts they have, and they have like thirteen of them. Um, they're amazing how like detective like how much detective work they go into these things. But especially mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz one, I would definitely recommend checking it out because that that's that stuff is more up your alley. It's knowledgeable history kind of stuff that I think you'd find fascinating. Mm-hmm. I had heard before that uh, so the scene when they're in the poppy field and they they fall asleep, and then uh, the good witch sends snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, that snow is actually asbestos. Yes, I heard yeah, about that too. That, uh, that I knew about, but everything else you've just told me about, like, had never heard before. Not they surprised, saw, but they solved the uh, they solved the mystery, or they actually told you the mystery behind the uh, hanging munchkin in the background. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they, everyone thought it was a spoiler to you guys who don't believe it, but there was a the whole rumor was there was a hanging munchkin in the background of that scene. Well, as it turns out. The munchkins didn't come in to do their scenes until after that scene was shot. So the other rumor that was around was the daughter of the film producer wanted to be Dorothy, and he said no. So her revenge on her father was hanging herself in the scene. Hmm. So every time he would watch the scene, 
he would see his daughter hanging in the background. Turns out, all it was was an exotic bird just hanging around in the background. Okay. That's that's what I had heard about that, too, was that yeah. it was... I thought it was a prop bird, but I, I don't know. No, it was all these exotic birds. I forgot what it was. Like a, It wasn't... A, I can't remember what the fuck it was. Peacock, flamingo, or some shit like that just hanging in the background. Anyway... Oh. Back to the podcast. Yeah, back to the podcast. So shout out, shout out the podcast and uh, all their great podcasts. I I listen to and love them. Right, Uh, Blues Brothers. Mm. Uh, Right off the bat, two out of five. Um, I honestly don't know why I don't care too much for this movie. It's funny as fuck, but I just I can't I can't dive into it. I I have no rhyme or reason why I I'm not a huge fan of it. I could watch it from time to time when I throw it on TV if it's on there. Like I'll it's like background noise to me at the most. Um, I only like one Blues Brothers uh, Brothers song, and that's uh, Somebody to Love. I don't even like the original uh, Soul Man song. Don't know why. Um, I just two out five. I just it just it doesn't keep my attention enough to. Uh, Consider it a, a good cult classic. <clears throat> I disagree with you on this one too. Uh, I'd give it a four out of five personally. Um, but I, I really like uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd, um, and I really enjoy them working together. Um, and and I think maybe growing up Catholic and being around the city of Chicago a lot, like there's just a lot of stuff in it that I'm just I really resonate with okay. um, and enjoy. And then. Um, I don't know. I just I like their sense of humor most of the time. Like I love the the uh, when they walk into the diner, for example, and uh, the way that the guy knows that it's the Blues Brothers is they order uh, like four whole chickens and uh, a slice of dry white toast. Yeah, (laughs) that's hilarious. I don't know why it's so funny to me, but it just it gets me. And, and that's the thing, like, I mean, like, I, I find it funny, but it's like one of the things, like, I don't, I don't feel the need to have to stare at the screen and stuff like that. And like, it's just like, I, I love the scene. I love the, the band getting back together scenes. Mm-hmm. I love, I love when they sing Roland, uh, or when they sing Rawhide at the oh, bar. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's all the, it's all the middle shit that I just like it. I get that it they need that. I'll give yeah, you that. I, yeah, and I think that's the biggest thing. It's like it's just like it's like some of the shit that drags. Like if they made like a highlight video of like the biggest parts, especially like my favorite part is the nun slapping them with the uh, ruler. Yes. They keep cussing. Uh-huh. Um, it's just like like it has so many key scenes in it, but it's just like it's again, it's one of those movies that like if I was sitting at home, I didn't want to sit in silence, thumb through. Oh shit, Blues Brothers. Okay, well I can play on my phone while this is going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, to me, that's that's a thing that raises raises a, a a score for me. If it's something that I can throw in in the background and not pay attention to, but when I do tune in, like it's something I enjoy, that's that's big points in my book. Yeah, Sam Jobson, man. I, if it doesn't if the, if it doesn't make me watch, it's just it's like you know, it's like elevator music at that point. Mm, that's fair. So, so you said four out five on this one. Mm-hmm. Okay, remake, yes or no. Uh, I, I'd be fine with a remake. It'd be hard. The only thing that would make it hard is the, uh, I love the scene near the end of the movie where they managed to get Cab Calloway in a cameo role. Um, I think he's one of the greatest jazz singers of all time. And I'm pretty sure he's dead now. And it, it's in, it, uh, he, he sang Minnie the Moocher, right? Mm-hmm. If I remember right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he was. yeah, I think he did pass away though. Yeah. 
Yeah, so that would be, and and of course, like John Belushi's dead, but obviously you wouldn't have him in a remake. So, mm-hmm. you know, but other than that, other than that, I think that would be that's a movie that could use a remake. Um, I think it would actually be you could make it more relevant now too. Who who are your, who are your blues brothers would be? Mm-hmm. Right, it's a good question. Would it would it be uh, would it be Franco and uh, Rogan? Yes. <laughs> Just turn into a yep. pot movie. <laughs> I think it would be. I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking of Rogan. I also think um, uh, like Zach Galifianakis and Ed Helm. Oh, there you go. That would that'd be good. See, that's the biggest thing. It's like, it's like who who is a current heavy set actor that could pull off? Um, not Alroy. What's the other? What's his? Uh, what's Belushi's character? Not Alroy. The other one. Oh my God! I don't remember. I'm embarrassed that I yeah. don't remember. But like, I mean, like who? I mean, who's left? I mean, like who? Like what heavy set actor could play him that could pull off that? You know, Ed Helms right. could definitely play Elroy. Like that's no doubt. Ed Helms could definitely be it. Zach Galifianakis, I can see it happening. I just, I think he might be a little too goofy. You gotta find that nice blend of, yeah, of goofy fair. and seriousness, like in the middle. But we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna go. Like or not Joe Rogan. <laughs> Seth Rogan is a little too tall. Yeah, you can't. We're gonna. Get- we're gonna have to come back to that one. Make make a note that we're gonna return uh, at a later date, a later episode. We're gonna talk about this Blues Brother. We're gonna remake Blues uh, Blues Brother, recast the whole movie. Oh, God, Jake, J- Jake and Jake. Elwood. Jake. There we go. Yeah, Elwood. Why did I keep seeing Elroy? God, the Jetsons. Uh, Fuck that. I just I just thought you were right because it sounded it's a weird name either way. Close enough, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, let's see what else I got here. Office Space. I've um, never seen it. No, cool. Then uh, we'll just move faster. Then um, Die Hard, garbage overall. Not a good action movie. Not a good Christmas movie. Uh, two out of five. Uh, I I enjoy it. Uh, I haven't seen it in fifteen years, probably. But when I do watch it, it, it I do enjoy it. Um, it. It goes back to my my. I like a movie that I can just throw on and fall asleep to. Um, so like, I, I actually have a whole category of movies that are like, if they're on, uh, the channel TNT between two o'clock in the morning and four o'clock in the morning. So that like, if you wake up in the middle of the night and just need some static, you can turn them on. Uh, that's what, that's what that movie is to me. And so that's, I would give it a three out of five. Um, I think it's fine. It's a good, it's, it's an enjoyable movie. It's Bruce Willis doing what Bruce Willis does best, which is not acting, but, um, crawling through vents and looking tough. Um, (laughs) okay. Uh, so follow up questions. Would you remake it? And would you catch Jason Statham? Ooh, I was going to say no until you said, would you cast Jason Statham? And right. Yes. Right? Yes, Jason, I would. Jason Statham would make an awesome uh, fucking uh, what's the, what's his name McLean. John, yes. John McLean. Yeah. Yeah. Right. God, see, he's easy to cast. You can't fucking cast Jake. God. Right. All right. Well, I'm I'm glad I'm glad we did that, Joe, because it helped me learn more about the movies that you appreciate. Yeah, I think one, I think one of the biggest things, especially when it comes to these cult classics, is the fact that it took me so many years to even watch any of them. Is I missed out on like the early '90s, like uh, nostalgia feel of a child watching like movies. 
Um, oh, mm. real quick, one, one more. Uh, Goonies. Just hate the whole fucking thing. It's like oh. half a damn star. Not a fan. What's the? Oh, I love I love the Goonies. Really? Mm-hmm. It's boring as fuck. The only oh, thing I, re- I like. The only thing I like is a hey guys, <laughs> and that is it. Or I love chunk, that. Baby. Yeah, <laughs> chunk. I love uh, I love the truffle shuffle. Yeah. Do you know how many people are upset about the fact that that movie made a fat kid do that? And it's like 2019. That thing's like 40 fucking years old. Yeah. I'm just, you know, I've got a lot of problematic faves, as they're called these days. And the Goonies is on the list. So I, I enjoy it. I don't care. I was a fat kid. I resonated with that character. You know, you, what? you do. When you're an unpopular child, you do what you have to to fit in with the group. Right, right. <laughs> shout out, shout out to the fatty kids out there. I we was, know. I was fat and insufferable. I really related to Chunk. <laughs> I was the fat middle child, man. I was, I had no hope. <laughs> like I did not, I did, I was not given one chance whatsoever. I was, I was a fat middle child with a brown birthmark on my left hand. I was, I was destined for. Okay, good luck. Right, I I feel you. I feel that. But I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I'm glad we had a chance to talk about uh, cult classic movies because you know it's the movies of the past that make the movies of the future. And uh, for all our listeners out there, if uh, if there's some cult classic movies that we happen to not mention because there wasn't a whole lot of mentioning, we only did like maybe five, six of them. Um, so if there's a cult classic out there that you guys like that we didn't mention, uh, comment on our Facebook page and let us know, or throw it up on Twitter, use the hashtag freaking sane and say, hey, Travis, what was this cult classic? And you know what? If I had the opportunity, I will sit down and I will watch that movie and I will give you a rating on it. So, I mean, we'll see. Right? Yeah, I want I want our viewers to interact with us on the show. Which, by the way, I want to I want to mention, speaking of interaction, uh, I talked to Joe a little bit a couple weeks ago. Uh, we're coming up on the uh, season finale of uh, this freaking show. I believe uh, we're looking at like maybe actually September. It's coming up close. And I think uh, you're right. And I was like, I was like, Joe, what what should we do for our season finale? Like, what 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 is the best thing to do? And I think what we agreed on is uh, we kind of want to do a Q and A thing, uh, kind of like a like a ask us anything kind of thing here on uh, this freaking show between me and uh, Cartoon Joe. Now. Granted, there are some things in our personal lives that we are not willing to share, like addresses, social security numbers, and last names and shit like that. But if you're looking for, like, you know, our opinions on something or how we feel about something or, um, you know, just like, you know, like, you know, just goofy shit or, you know, like if you want to hear something about it, it's just you know, literally any questions other than anything that could get you a credit card in my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, I think that's pretty. I like fair. that. That's a it's a pretty broad amount, really. <laughs> yeah, there's so much you can ask us relationships advice. I mean, Joey is now happily married. What you're going on three years on this past uh, week, right? Three years, four years. Where you at? Three years, four years of what? Sorry, marriage. How long have you been married? Oh, uh, four, four. So, jo- so Joey's been married for four years. Um, I'm single, but I've lived life. I'm very knowledgeable when it comes to relationships. You can ask us relationship advice. You can ask us how we feel about movies like we just did on this episode. Uh, you can mm-hmm. ask Julie about comic books and anime movies and shit like that. You could ask me about sports, like anything. You could you could ask me what size shoe I wear. It's like it's, it's an ask me anything as long as it doesn't entail yeah. you trying to get a mortgage with my name. 
Right. You, you can ask me stuff I don't even know about, and I'll try and come up with an answer. That's fine. Right. Absolutely. And who knows? Maybe maybe we'll try to find some past guests to come on and shit like that. Maybe we could have them ask some questions, too. Because the thing is, this whole podcast is based on you guys, and we want you to interact with us as much as possible. So I'm going to throw something out there on social media and ask us anything. I'll pin it to the top of the Facebook. If you guys feel like you want to ask us, like, if you want to ask us for advice and you want to be personal, you can email or message us. But all other random bullshit questions, just throw in the comments. And uh, we'll run through them on our series, uh, our season finale, which I, I think it works out perfectly. I think it's right before uh, freaky, um, this freaky show. I believe so. you're correct. Yeah. So super excited for that. Also super excited is that if you guys didn't know, this freaking show has merchandise. We have t-shirts and pillows and stuff available with all our logos on it. Our current logo, our original logo, our social, our, our secret society logo, our follower star logo are all available on a plethora of merchandise that's available at tpublic.com. That's T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Just search in TFS. And yes, coming soon should be Joe's shirt if he just helped me with an idea. I know. I'm sorry. It's hard, right? It is. Right, but we're gonna think of it, man. I know it's gonna come to us. Maybe we'll take your little pixelated buddy and throw it on a t-shirt. Ooh, that would work. Email me that pixelated buddy. I'll throw it on yeah. a t-shirt. Perfect. I, I can do that. Apparently, apparently, I know how to use 3D paint, and I can just transparent uh, the background off of it. It'll be nice. wonderful. So we'll do that. Uh, but yeah, check out uh, check out our merchandise and get involved in that. Um, but Joe, what uh, what are you freaking thinking about? What am I freaking thinking about? I uh, I watched the second half of the series uh, Voltron, uh, Legendary Defender on Netflix today. Last couple of days, really. Um, it's pretty good. It's a it's a good it's a lot of good homage to the uh, the original series from the eighties. Um. And then a lot of a lot of good updated stuff. Really, really enjoyed it. To be honest with you, glad it's over though. It's like eight seasons on Netflix, and that's too much. So, especially a grown man watching twenty minute cartoons, that's kind yeah, of my thing. Right. But that's living yeah. your best life, right? I mean, I have, it's in the name, right? Cartoon Joe. That's right. So, but it, it was good. It's just, it's, it's just, I don't know. It felt like a big time commitment for some reason. Yeah. What about you? What are you freaking thinking? Um, you know what I'm freaking thinking about? I'm freaking thinking about the fact that uh, on my other podcast, Just Freaking Wrestling, uh, I got some heat building with a uh, a current independent wrestler in the area known as Hunter Payne. And uh, Hunter Payne's been in the uh, wrestling business for probably 20, 25 years right now. And I actually remember watching Hunter Payne about 10, 15 years ago at uh, about 12 years ago, at another wrestling company called Elite Pro Wrestling that my cousin used to own. I did some video footage for it. And man, that guy used to be able to go. Nowadays, <laughs> he kind of slowed down and he's not as intense as he used to be. And I thought I was being a good person to let him know that uh, he wasn't bringing the intensity like he should. We had the ability to interview him this past weekend. And I got to say, uh, intimidating as fuck, but not that intimidating. So uh, I've been thinking about like you know like he he kind of he kind of made some idle threats he kind of uh, invited me back into the ring and stuff like that so I'm I'm thinking about taking him up on the offer and um, 
showing up at the school one day and seeing what I still got left in me. Yeah, do it. Yeah, he he said he said uh, he said the ring the school's open every Monday and Wednesday if I if I feel like I I want to show up, be my guest and you know what, I know I know he was uh he was thinking I wasn't serious and I just looked at it like yeah right but you now started thinking about more and more I'm like you know why not why not step in the ring and uh, see see if Travis D can still go you know yeah I mean, yeah I'm a, a little bit heavier but I mean it's, it's I it's gotta be like riding a bike. I think that sounds about right to me. I st- I think I can still do a pretty good um, chair hit, right? The Sovereign Warrior Cathal bore you. Mm-hmm. What? Come on now, man. Hey, I'd be lying if I didn't tell you that once in a while on my long drives to work, I think about you know the storylines that we could have had. I do. I do too, actually. Right. I mean, they're pretty badass. The thing. Oh my goddamn! The Sovereign Warrior Cathal bore you. Travesty, you know, and all the other fucking guys. You know, this was oh man, it was so awesome. But yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But more importantly, hey Joe. Yes. Every week our listeners could catch Cartoon Joe here on this freaking show. But of course, if 45 minutes a week is just not enough of Cartoon Joe for our freaks out there, where can they go? If you need more Cartoon Joe in your life, you can find me over at the GeekCast Live podcast at gcl.ninja. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Awesome. Guys, make sure you follow us on social media at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Freaking Show. And check out our show that drops every single week on either Wednesday or Thursday uh, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Player FM. Just by searching this freaking show. And make sure while you're on iTunes and you're giving us a little listen, give us a five-star rating and give us a review because it helps boost us in the rankings. As always, I am Travesty. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thanks for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out. <laughs>